Okay, so we had a couple questions. Welcome One, back to Weekly Dish. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hello. I just assumed that you're, of course, hanging out because why wouldn't you? <laughs> we are here for the second hour of the show. And we had a question earlier about where to eat at Pride or what kinds of things. And Stephanie's got some recommendations. I for did you. find I did find the vendor food list, and I'm just gonna shout out a couple. In the Stonewall food court, uh, you know, you have um, the Bulky Street Food Truck, which is great. Root to Rise Kitchen, really, really delicious salads and fresh feeling things. Sammy's Ave Eatery, those guys know how to put a sandwich together. I'm not kidding you. Those are good ones. Uh, and the P2P Food Court, we have the uh, KCM Egg Rolls, which I super love. Uh, they've got pierogi to gogi. Gotta love a pierogi to gogi. And then in the Loring Food Court, I would shout out, uh, they've got Taste of Nolens. They've got, uh, they've got a seafood market, which I don't know what that's all about, but I would be interested to find out. And, uh, a couple other like Latin American cuisine. And there's just some, there's some really good stuff. Cookie Dough Bliss, that's around. Westrum's, by the way, a great dive bar. So that's around. So it's all around. All right. So you got that. And then, but during the break, also someone called in. And we're going to talk a little bit in the next hour. They had some questions. Or I guess it's this hour. They had some questions about um, patio, patio situations. Patio. So we're going to talk just a little bit about patios as we go. And I got some summer salad recipes for you because I was inspired by Elizabeth Reese. <laughs> uh, this is the part of the show where we talk about two things that we are obsessed with. And we call it the top two in hour two. Boop, boop. Give him the old one, one two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two... Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, winning, winning, winning. All right. All right, Steph, do you want to start us off? Sure, or you I'll want start. me to start? I'll start. Um, I did... Uh, there's a new show on Hulu that you, everyone is talking about, and it's called The Bear. And um, it's an interesting, it's like, so there's been a lot of kitchen shows and food shows, dramas. Remember Bradley, you know, Cooper and Burnt and like these movies. Yes. They all seem to come from this top, you know, line chef, you know, experience. And this is not that. And this is actually why it's more authentic and more real. I haven't started watching it, but I've seen some clips and I'm a little bit impressed. It's called The Bear. And it's about a hot, you know, like a hot to trot young chef who had to come back and take over the family uh, I think it's the family. He's inherited this original beef of Chicago land, like a like a sandwich shop yep. in Chicago that his brother um, from his late brother, and he's got to do this work of like like saving this restaurant, and oh. it's a ragtag bunch. But from what I hear, it's probably the most true. I'm gonna like it. I know it's the most true of what it's actually like to work in a kitchen, you know, and a grubby kitchen and a real kitchen and the drama that goes on there. Because Lord knows, you know, we have all like the like, I think Chef is another one that was the burrito oh. one or I'm sorry, the uh, the Cuban, you know, the food truck guy. That, that is was, a great movie. That was great. <laughs> and that was close. And I would say the other food movie I super love on the high end note, you know, is like a hundred, the hundred foot journey. You know, the difference between like an Indian restaurant and a fine dining British re- French restaurant. Anyway, this one is called The Bear. It's on Hulu. It's it's all out right now. So if you want to binge it, I think there's eight episodes. Um, but I think it's kind of interesting. Okay. I'm yeah. going to totally watch that. Yeah. I'm looking for just some things to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. This, I almost called you. Because oh. I was like, oh my God, Stephanie. Yeah. Okay. I love Airbnbs. I love traveling. You can go to this company that makes eggs. It's called Locally Laid. Yeah. And they, on their farm, 
have built an Air B and Bach in Renshaw, Minnesota. Okay. What this is is they will they have two Airbnbs that you can stay at at their locally laid egg company farm. A cost is between $60 and $170 a night, and it comes with optional chores, ranging from (laughs) mucking the coops to taking the eggs to the farmer's market. You guest check in, and you can check items of chores off the list that you want to do, but you don't have to do anything if you just want to stay on this chicken farm. Okay. So it's basically a perch, so you can stay in a treehouse-style loft, which is literally in the free-ranging chicken coop. Or you can stay in the nest, which is a bunk within a, the coop. And it coincides with the 10th anniversary of the company. They're doing something different. I'm going to show Stephanie a picture. Okay. This is like a tiny house. Yeah. And the chickens are running around underneath. I'm sorry. I thought this was fantastic. Here's another picture, Stephanie, that shows your little bunk. Yep. Where you're looking out on the chickens, scratching around in the ground. I'm. I just think this is a blast. If how, you want to like hang how, out with kids, what's the average cost? Sixty dollars or one. I said it in the beginning. Oh. Sixty dollars is for just the bunk. Okay. And for the more like tiny home in the coop, it's one hundred and seventy bucks a night. Okay. Just love this. You I would think do this. This is so fun. Hundred percent. Go hang out with the chickens. Hundred percent. Wow. I just. I think. I don't know. I totally would. Okay. So that is my number one top two. I got another one coming. How about you? Uh, Okay. My second in the top two of our twos is going to be actually the bungalow club. And I know that we talk, we've talked about them before, but I have to just say, um, we, I popped over there with some girls this uh, last night and it was uh, just for a quick little bite and stuff. There's their smorgasbord is what I want to talk about. So not only do they have great drinks, and, you know, you often have to do like a charcuterie platter, you know, or whatever to kind of get your ordering set. But what I what we did is we got um, we got the board and I like it because it's got like chicken liver mousse and it's got sal- like ham salads or salmon salads yeah. and uh, all that kind of good stuff. It's not a bunch of salami is, I guess, what I'm saying. Right. Like I'm a little bit over the idea that I that everyone just puts prosciutto and salami rolled up and calls it a charcuterie board and a bunch of cut cheeses. And so I was just really appreciative of it. It's a lovely, it's a lovely board. And then also the fact that there were three of us sitting there. And so they made sure there were three deviled eggs on there instead of two. And that is a beautiful touch that I feel like I wish more people would do when, you know, like if there's, if it's a two tap, but you see that there's three people sitting just throw that little extra bit on there. Charge me more. That's fine. Like you can upcharge me. I don't care. But I just it is awkward to share an egg. Well, it's like, and then you're like, well, do you want this? No, you go have it. No, you have it. No, it's okay. You have it. And you're like, oh my God, somebody eat the egg. Okay. Here is my next one. And this is a Instagram account to follow. Okay. It is called Seed to Fork. Okay. And it is a woman. She's a Minnesota gal. Her name is Meg McAndrews Cowden. She's the author of Plant, Grow, Harvest, Repeat, Growing in Zone 4A, which is our growing area. So she has the most amazing vegetable garden. It is basically on every ounce of her property that is an urban property. Wow. And she's turned the entire thing into a raised bed garden. She harvests a ton of food. She donates a lot of the food, but she also eats a lot of the food. Yeah. And 
her book, Plant, Grow, Harvest, Repeat, is just really great. Looks like you can join the Modern Garden Guild. Yeah, she does run that, and she answers questions, and she does Instagram Lives. Um, She's just adorable. You love her. I do. Can I give you one more Uh since we're hanging out? Um, Have you followed the Black Forager yet? No. Oh, my God. You guys are doing it right now. She won a James Beard Award. She's from the Missouri area, I think. She is entertaining as all get out and fun, and she's crazy, and she walks around the world and eats things and tells you how to do and what to eat. Okay. the best. And like she's it. so fun, so captivating and compelling. The Black Forager. She's when I was actually at CRMA uh, for the magazine conference I went to uh, last month. That was like th- there was a couple of her friends happened to be, you know, like she were at the conference and they were like, oh, my God, people are like she's going hugely viral and she's everyone loves her. So and she's apparently a really sweet, awesome human, too. OK, I will follow that. That's very exciting. <laughs> and that is our top two friends where okay. we just tell you things we're kind of obsessed with this week when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about patios and then I'm going to throw in uh, five summer salad recipes just because it is summer salad season when we come back on the weekly dish alright welcome back to the weekly dish presented by our friends at Hornitos there's also a new product and I don't know if you've had these Stephanie um, called On the Rocks that are produced by the Beam Suntory folks I don't know they have eight different versions, and they are your favorite cocktail brand. So, like F and Vodka, or um, I'm trying to think of the other uh, oh. Cruzan Rum yeah. is another one. Uh, Hornitos, obviously tequila, but they're ready to drink pour over cocktails, and they're pretty good. So, mm-hmm. the Margarita Hornitos one is really good. The other one I really like is the Mai Tai. Because the Mai Tai is like lots of different juices and it's rum and it's like not something you're just going to have all the ingredients readily at home. Mm-hmm. It's pretty tasty. Yeah. They have an espresso martini pour over too that's pretty good. Okay. So if you're out and about, you can usually find them. They're in little bottles kind of right at the counter, but then they'll have fuller size versions within the store. Okay. Cool. Um, and I found out about those at Cedar Lake Liquors too. Yeah. Our friend was like, you got to get these. And then I, I had them a while ago and I forgot that the Mai Tai was so good. And then I had it again recently. I was like, oh yeah. And again, for me, it's like, Kurt's not a cocktail drinker really other than old fashions. And then he drinks beer. So I'm not going to like mix up a pitcher of something, but to just like have a pour over is pretty nice. Nice. Um, <clears throat> before the break, someone was wondering about patio season. And wanting a patio, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm mm. like, clearly there's some allergic situation yeah. happening again. I should just start taking allergy medication. Can we just say that out loud? How are you not? I don't. And then I'm just like flummy all not? the time. And it's so dumb. All I do is take medication every morning. I know. So I just need to get a grip on that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Patio season. Okay. Someone called during the top two and wanted to know a patio that was covered. Yes. And here's what I will say about a lot of these patios. They're kind of half and half, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think that it's a lot of uh, sort of, if you think about it, a lot of people either have like their, or they like have the garage doors open. So you're inside, but you kind of feel like you're outside. Yeah. So she wanted to know about some patios that are fully covered. Yeah. A patio, I'm going to just, we're going to tell you, I have a whole list of these that I'll post. Yeah. But I wanted Stephanie and I to talk about some of the ones that might be a little non-traditional. <clears throat> a patio that is fully covered but has 
like these screens that open is mm-hmm. Yum Kitchen at Selby and Snelling. Yes. And so it's like you feel like you're outside, but yeah. you're not. You're fully covered. So if you've got like a situation where you can't be in the sun. Right. It's really quite a nice place to sit. Yeah. No, and you're super that. you're on the sidewalk. So mm-hmm. you feel like you're super close to like patio activity too. Right. Um, another patio that is open air, but I think is a super cool one is Holman's Table. Oh, I've never, yeah, I haven't been on that patio. You guys, this is a sneaker. This yeah. is because you're basically overlooking the St. Paul airport, the small airport with the cool, weird planes. Yep. It's just fun. Yeah. It's fun to like sit out there and watch these planes come in and out. It's also, you have a beautiful view of downtown St. Paul from a very strange angle. Yep. It's and they've got great food, yeah, and good cocktails, and it's a sweet little Art Deco place. Yep, it's just it's a sneaker. Um, I'd say Bungalow Club. Even just last night, they asked us, "Do you want to be inside or outside?" And I was like, "Oh, I want to be inside. I'm so sorry. Like I had business clothes on from work, and so I was. That was a thing. But they, but like they have a patio that's got a pergola, and the pergola, you know, is built. There's a plenty of beautiful leaves covering it, so it feels like it's covered a little bit. But it's still you're still outside. It was and it was breezy. Tons of people were sitting out there. Here's another one or two of them. Uh, let's just talk about the Black Forest. But that's always the patio that gets mentioned. Like, I don't think it is. Oh, really? I think it's because you're German that that's like forefront in your mind because you love it so much. No, I think we've been writing about it for years, but maybe it's been like on the down low again yeah, for a while. Because and now I it's think back. people forget, yeah. and they have a beautiful little like pond. It's not really a pond. No, it's more of a fountain. They have, yeah, they but have it's a, a water feature <laughs> that makes me feel like I have to go to the bathroom when I sit by it. Oh, my God. Um, another new place that I think is worth mentioning because we don't get out to the suburbs as much as we want to. And that is the Farmer and the Fishmonger. Oh, OK. That is out in Farmington. That's It's in Apple Valley. Is it? Yeah. OK. So it's out south. Yeah, it's Apple Valley. And uh, our friends from Smoothie Oils and Sunflowers and Popcorn are partly invested in that as a way to kind of bring more farm to table. I did not know that they were part of that restaurant group. I like think, uh, this particular restaurant. Yes. That's part of like the whole like tequila butcher and everybody else. Yeah. I don't quite know how oh. it all works, but there you okay. go. All right. Um, other patios that you are, that you think are like kind of out of the way or just a little bit different? Well, I mean, you know, I think what's funny is, um, if you're, everyone loves the Centro patio, you know what I mean? That's like one of those on Central Avenue or on, uh, Quincy street. And it's kind of small. It is kind of small. And I just, I think it's a really fun one. It's got like a good vibe to it. Like they it's good. Really a late good night vibe tacos there. They have lots oh, of good stuff. Yum. I had the crunch wrap there, which is so good, you guys. I it's love like that one iteration. Of those awesome, awesome things. But also, I was going to tell you the other morning, I uh, popped in. I was I popped into Belcor, and you know, sitting at and just getting the Belcor Bakery right in North Loop, right across from Spoon and Stable, getting that little croissant and sitting out at one of those little cafe tables while I did some quick phone answering and things like that. That's just delightful, and you feel like you're in like it's like oh, I live in the city now. You know, it's just like that idyllic little moment. That's pretty great. Uh, West End, someone wanted a covered patio. And I would say Gianni Steakhouse. They have a huge patio in the front and it is all covered. Yeah. And then they open up the windows. So if you're not needing a really sunny situation. Uh, Cove is also like that where you have tables that are sort of halfway in, halfway out. And the doors kind of open up. 
And you, I actually like it better when you have it like that so that you're not baking in the sun. Right. If you want to go even more west, uh, Birches on the Lake is a great spot on Long Lake. Yes. Used to have this great patio that was like totally sun bleached. I mean, like it was like, cause the sun hits it hard all day, all day. And so it was always like, I don't know. I can't like, I have to be ready to go there because I got to be ready to like sunscreen, be the person who sits, but also hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they have recently put up not only a um, a great pergola that has like, you know, that they'll be able to utilize it in the wintertime as well. If wall that the walls can come down, but they have created a new little uh, patio outdoor area in the little woods. And so it's always kind of covered, which is great. Have you been to uh, this is like day by day cafe. It is on West 7th and it's a breakfast and lunch place. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the back of the restaurant is their outdoor oasis. Mm -hmm. And it's like that. Like it's you're in a weird little garden setting with these little trails. And you can hardly believe that this place even exists in the middle of West 7th Street in St. Paul. Well, and Non Bistro and G-O-N Non Bistro also has that sort of vibe where it's like you walk through the restaurant and you sneak out into the back and you're like, oh, this is here. And it's sort of a surprising little sweet oasis. I mean, obviously, the one we've talked about this before, but St. Paul Brewing, if you want to talk about patios that are sort of like crazy out of the way and great fun, that's a great place to go. Because it's just like this brewery that's tucked into the middle of, you know, it nowhere. It feels very European. And then you walk out and it's Because you're in these ruins. Yeah, it's almost like it's the ruins of the old breweries back there. So it's really quite charming. Another patio that's fully covered and has delicious food is Jones in the Park. Oh, yeah. It That's is, a great one. Their patio has a little outdoor rug, and it's kind of elevated. It's a little classier. But you are outdoors, but you are completely covered by these um, sail-like umbrella-type things that fully cover the whole patio. Yeah, and Six Smith and Wyzetta, by the way, they have their patio, which is right on the lake, has a marvelous... They have these great big sails, you know, that sort of can cover half of... You just have to get the right seat. All right. That's the deal. So that's your patios. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Weekly Dish. That was great. Weekly Dish, thanks for joining us today. Hey, I have an idea, you guys. Let's raise a glass to summer. Besides mm-hmm. using your canned cocktails, if you want a glass of wine to do it, let's be honest, it's mostly probably going to be a glass of pink. And that's why we wanted to have Chuck Kansky on here. Good morning, Chuck. Hey there, Chuck. Yes. You're here. Hi. You're kind of the king of hey. rosé, and we wanted to have you on to talk about rosé. Well, good morning, and thank you. How are you, ladies? We're good. super good. How about yourself? Oh, my gosh, the countdown has begun. 14 (laughs) days, 4 hours, 29 minutes, and 26 seconds. Until Rosé Fest, which is happening on July 9th at Kellogg Park. Now, Chuck, you are kind of the king. I call you the king of Rosé because basically we all thought Rosé was this cute pink wine. And then you started having what's called the tent tasting. You started putting a bunch of pink wines all together in one space. And all of a sudden it was like, whoa, there's that many of them out there? And it it shocked us all. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it, it really is. You know, the whole thing began maybe about 16, 17 years ago when, um, you know, when people started to get a little bit more curious about this, this pink stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, there were so many kind of misnomers and people that kind of misunderstood it. And so, you know, for the last decade and a half, um, the Twin Cities, and it's been kind of a, a, a independent shop and independent restaurant push. You know, we have all been working so hard 
to let people know that rosé is the summer, it's the summer beverage. It's the color of summer for sure. I love that. I love that. Now, tell us a little bit about like how rosé, you know, it's kind of the way that it's been writing is like, you know, it was sort of this thing that was fascinating and people were deciding like, oh, wait a minute, we're allowed to pink drink. It's not white Zinfandel. (laughs) And so then and then it became kind of a fascination. How did it just grow into the phenomenon that it is? Well, you know, I credit a couple of things. You know, I think, um, you know, the younger generations, the 20, 30 to 40 somethings, you know, they are really adventurous drinkers. And I've noticed so much change in the restaurant wine list scene, the by the glass list scene. Um, of course, we've got so many great independent retail shops in the Twin Cities. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think a lot of it is just, you know, people are curious. And if you go to the right, you know, uh, the right restaurant, the right retail shop, you know, you're going to have uh, uh, an abundance of information thrown at you. If it's a if it's a shop that has a couple of bottles open, of course, there's some spontaneous tasting going on as well. Um, but I think people just really kind of uh, have taken to it. And now it's just accepted as like a, like a, like not a big thing. Like I, I just, I, I can't tell you how exciting it is. To see people come in and just, you know, just start piling them up on the shelf. <laughs> it's kind of funny to think about, like, Zinfandel. We used to, like, almost like, oh, Zinfandel. Yeah. We would, like, curl our noses <laughs> up at it. And now, I mean, the rosés are so good. Yeah, I mean, it's been an, an unbelievable uh, journey just in the last, you know, decade and a half or so. You know, in the beginning, you're correct, there were so many people who would look at a blush wine, you know, which would be like Lancers or Matus or, you know, the Behringer White Zins of the world, you know, those are technically considered and called blush wines because they actually blush. hold residual sugar. Right. So one of the things that I think the wine community has done a great, fabulous job is when we discuss rosé, we, we kind of tag on their Mediterranean-style dry rosé. Right. And just like right there in your in your tagline, you're, you're telling everybody a different expectation. And people have really taken to it. And there's something about um, there's something about the uh, the the idea that it's you're looking at France, you know, and you're looking at the rosés from France. Yep. But then, you know, the ones that you and I sip together, like the German rosé that we had, that Villa Austrian, and you know, you can find them from Argentina, and you can find them from all over. Yep. That how beautiful that expression is being translated all over the world. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very exciting to see, you know, and then, of course, this year with some of the uh, uh, troubles within the supply chain, you know, we actually, I think, have uh, the least amount of French rosé in our in our scene here in the Twin Cities that I've ever seen in, in nearly, you know, 25, 30 years. Really? And a lot of that has been, uh, we've we've seen a lot of other countries pick up the pace. So, like, I feel, I feel like there's way more Italian rosé this year. And domestic rosé this year, of course, you mentioned the German and the Austrian rosés this year. Yeah. So, like, right now, it's not just exclusively a French thing. I think anybody and everybody who, you know, is picking up some kind of a wine article or watching a program uh, that's related to celebrating summer. And I, I don't know anything else outside of grilling that can celebrate summer more than a glass of rosé wine. And that's why I love this event that we're doing with you guys. On July 9th, we're doing Rosé Fest yeah. in Kellogg Park, which is Kellogg Park Mall, which is also kind of a fun little space in downtown Minneapolis that I don't see think sees many events, but is such a great space to be a part of the city, but also, 
you know, kind of have like a fountain and little covered pergola area. It's a great event space, yep. right? It's un- it's unbelievable. You know, I'm a St. Paul native, and you know, I, I myself was a little surprised how deep Kellogg Mall Park is. You know, yeah. it looks right over the bluff. Yeah. And you know, I I I'm excited to say that you know, seeing that beautiful Mississippi River. Right. I don't think we have enough outlets in the Twin Cities that celebrates the Mississippi. This is true. River. This is so and true. I just think personally, it's just so great. You know, we were down there for a walkthrough here about a week or so ago. And uh, we didn't have rosé. We had coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, just looking over that bluff uh, onto the river, it's just it's so awesome. There's something about a body of water like that that calms you down so and, and keeps you in this this awesome space, you know. And and right. um and yeah, I mean it's the new home, Kellogg Mall Park. Uh, this is a partnership, of course, with the Downtown St. Paul Alliance, uh, as well as the sponsorship with Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. So I'm I'm really excited. Like this is going to. You know, I keep calling it the ultimate celebration of summer, and um, really nobody else said that. It's just me saying just that. Just you. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, tell so, us. What, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that catches on. Tell us what people can expect when they go. Like, what are like they're gonna buy a ticket? What are they gonna get? Yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day, uh, going back to the simple statement of something from the grill, um, some outside uh, uh, in, enjoyment of rosé wine. You know, we're gonna have uh, about eight. Uh, rosé wines that we're going to pour from keg in the in the general admissions area. So when you enter, you'll get your you'll get your your passport, and there'll be um, ample directions to go uh, to load up your glass. Uh, from there, there's a VIP area, which will be a, a little bit more uh, additional rosé wine that will be offered. Um, there's going to be some other great activities going on. We have some vendors that are going to help us pour. Um, some other samples, uh, Tattersall is going to be there, uh, showcasing their new, uh, uh, ready to go canned cocktails. Great. So, um, you know, it's just a, a great opportunity to hang out, uh, on a Saturday, uh, outside and enjoying yourself. And Revival Smoked Meats is going to be doing some good smoky treats there. And, yeah, uh, yeah. and the VIP ticket, I think, gives you unlimited sips, does it not? Is that correct? You know, it does. Yes. I, I, I forgot that. Uh, yeah, the uh, <laughs> VIP ticket is, uh, you're not going to get throttled. You can just kind of hang out all day. Yeah. I think that's the, I think to me, I mean, yes, it is the spendier of the option, but it's the move if you're going to have just like a relaxing, you know, Saturday afternoon, re- mm-hmm. drinking a lot, the sips of wine that you want, having some revival smoked meats and sort of enjoying the city in the summer, right? You know, again, you know, we're coming out of this COVID thing, you know, we kind of, we all felt like we were popping our heads out of the hole last summer, and then we kind of got beat back down like it's some kind of a weird whack-a-mole game. And um, and this year, I'm just feeling it for real. Like, I'm feeling all these summer activities that, you know, are going to be taking place in both of our downtowns in Minneapolis and St. Paul. So, you know, I'm excited. Um, I think uh, I think we've got something here that we're going to just continue to build on year after year after year. You know, I like the date. Um, you know, it's the Saturday after 4th of July. So, you know, we're going to kind of right now, I think we have that weekend all to ourselves. So th- there's no reason why everybody yeah. can't be there. My gig is like, you've already checked the boxes off with your family the weekend before. Maybe you can go mm-hmm. with your girlfriends and do something else. That would yep. be perfect. Okay, Ro- Chuck, give me like one, give me two rosés that you are super loving right now that are kind of like maybe people haven't experienced before. 
Yeah, you know, I'm going to give you two that are kind of perennial favorites for me. Uh, the first one is the Shania Rosé. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a rosé that um, we sell actually in box form. I, I'm not even certain if it's available um, in a glass bottle form. Um, it's, a, uh, it's from the uh, Juan Gil family estates. It's a Spanish-producing dynasty, really, that um, has been producing amazing wine for over 100 years. And um, it's absolutely just one of those crushable rosés that just never disappoints me. Oh. Um, you know, the other one, uh, to be honest with you, is the minor rosado. Yes. And um, that's, kind of expe- that's kind of special because, you know, we've got a really great Minnesota connection um, uh, to the minor uh, winery. Yep. Um, and we also are, are privileged to be one of only like two markets that ever even receive the minor rosé. I mean, this year, I think we received uh, about 20 cases, you know, maybe a little over 20 cases. Wow. And um, outside of, I think, a restaurant in Chicago and, uh, of course, at Minor Winery itself, you, you cannot taste or purchase this rosé anyplace else in the, in, the, in the States, which is kind of cool. And I love that you guys, if you buy a ticket to Rosé Fest, you get to taste that, you know, right there. And then are people are going to yep. be able to buy the wines like after they taste them at Rosé Fest, they can buy them at Solovino. Is that going to be part of the deal? Exactly. You know, we have uh, we have all the wines already. Uh, currently curated at the store um you know we've got um um, other retail partners in the twin cities some of the other independent shops um, are also familiar with these wines um you know we wanted to make sure that uh when you come down and taste these that you obviously can have that opportunity to purchase them after the fact so you know that's been a little bit of a struggle because again the supply chain this year has been really really weird yeah with uh with getting products uh, brought to minnesota um, so, you know, we have a, 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 we have a little bit more domestic stuff showing this year, which to me was a beautiful surprise. You know, we've got Klein, uh, right. also on the list for the first time. Um, and we've got Pedroncelli, uh, their dry Zinfandelos on the list. So yeah, we've got some really great, uh, really good zippers here. Awesome. All right, Chuck. Well, thanks for calling in today. We're going to see you on July 9th, uh, Rosé Fest. And happening uh, downtown at Kellogg Mall Park. We're so excited to drink some pink. Oh, thank you so much, ladies. I can't wait to see you there. Okay, we'll see you. Ciao, ciao. We'll take. A, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish, friends. We are excited to be here and talk about roses and all the fun festivals and everything summer. Hey, if you are around. Um, July 1st, I am doing on Jason's show, he's going to be on vacation. So we're doing an entire hour of food. So if that's something you're interested in, tune into that on Friday, July 1st. Also, July 16th, Stephanie and I are going to be out doing a live broadcast out at Mallard's in Bloomington. So it's been a while since we've been out with Weekly Dish. So if you want to come out and have a little brunchy brunch with us and Get a chance to see us in person. We would love to have the opportunity to chat with you and see you. Right. Um, Also, if you're looking for tickets for Rosé Fest, Steph will put a link up on the show page so you can get those. For sure. For sure. I just want to say, Rosé Fest is a gas. Oh, it's so much fun. If you at all like Rosé, like... You get to sip rosés that you don't normally see in stores or that you don't get familiar with. And that expansive knowledge of tasting them sort of side by side Mm -hmm. is really fun. So if you haven't done a wine tasting like that, this is a really fun one. And I would encourage you to take part. It's just fun. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, 
I don't know. I think it's like it's the way to kind of celebrate summer. A lot of it. There's a cool thing happening today, Stephanie, in Commons Park. Mm -hmm. That is the downtown Commons Park at Portland and it's free. And it is a they're calling it the food that made us. And it's a food truck that is on a national tour that's bringing free food that you can just walk up to the truck and help yourself. And it's food from indigenous folks and immigrants and you can have free food and there'll be fun activities. And it's just more about the culture and the food of the immigrant population that has come to the United States. And that is in Commons Park. Okay. Uh, we did have someone asking about uh, they're going to the Indigo Girls concert tonight at the Orchestra Hall. And Is there an Indigo Girls concert tonight at Orchestra yeah. Hall? Yeah, apparently so. Oh, my Let goodness. Let me tell you. And uh, there's uh, asking about, like, what's open around there. And I'd t- tell you that, like, Brit's Pub, obviously a good time, you know, and always, like, kind of fun to just hang out there and be part of the city. That's just down the street. Butcher's Tale is a good one, and that's just a couple blocks even, you know, away from that. And that one is a fun, great spot um, with, uh, they've got a great patio in the back, too, that does have reclosing, you know, like retractable roof situations. Um, And I think those two are going to be great because it is going to be Pride, again. So there'll be, like, a lot of, you know, stuff. If you want to head over to Finnegan's Brewery, that's on the other side of it, you know, heading toward East Town. And they've got a great little, you know, patio, and they've got, uh, they have usually food from next door from the, um, Italian Tavola at the Elliott Park Inn, I believe that's it. Um, so that's those are some fun spots to hit downtown near near Orchestra Hall, if you want to know. Love it. Um, letting you guys know that it is... So here's the deal. It's, do you remember Dinner in White? Yes, Blanc de Blanc. Blanc de Blanc is happening tonight. So if you at all are thinking about you want to th- throw together and find all your white clothing and get together a big table... That you want to run and do a pop-up dinner, they will release the name of the space where the dinner in white is going to be. Um, I believe it gets released today at, um, gosh, five or six p.m. You have to go to dinner in white, dinner on blanc, MSP to be part of the group. Fun. So, but it is fun. Like, and then I, once you find out where it is, that everybody kind of. Gets in your cars and packs up and meets everybody and then put your table out and have dinner together. It's kind of a fun thing if you don't know about it. Um, a couple of things that are happening. Go ahead. Did you have something else? No, oh, okay. I was listening. Uh, a couple of things that are happening that you might want to know about. Um, that uh, this weekend, uh, Emerald Lounge and Clara Coffee, will, which is Emerald Lounge is that sweet little cocktail space owned by two women. Uh, same with the Clara Coffee over Selby uh, Dale. They are donating 20% of their net sales to Our Justice, who provides funding and logistical support for abortion care and advanced reproductive justice in Minnesota, as well as uh, other things that they're doing to make sure that people get patient-centered, evidence-based care. So that's Emerald, St. Paul, and Clara Coffee. Also, Vikings and Goddesses, uh, today, uh, they'll be at the Mill City Farmer's Market from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m., or 8, 1 p.m., sorry. And every penny they receive from individuals will be donated to the Family Tree Clinic, a Twin Cities-based nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide everyone with affordable and confidential access to sexual health care and education. Family Tree Clinic's amazing. It's I got birth control best. there 
as one, one of my first stops on my sexual health journey, and they were the wonderful. Yep, and uh, and then they said, and they will continue. By the way, Vikings and Goddesses, which is that great pie shop, they will continue to do so through the entire Independence Day weekend. So, starting on Tuesday, every dollar you send you spend on pies, frozen croissants, you name it, will go directly to the National Network of Abortion Funds. And uh, they're very committed to uh, supporting the communities that they feel are endangered. Love it. Yep. So there you go. There's a lot of that happening around town if you need to look for more of those. Um, And then, you know, just all sorts of good things. What else is going on around town? I just tweeted out, if you are going to Pride events, um, and I just tweeted this out, so if you are going, check it out at Stephanie's Dish, or you can retweet it. There's just some uh, call or text numbers if you are at Pride and see anything that doesn't look right. Also, if you want to be alerted if there is anything that's happening on the grounds in terms of weather events or safety events, I think that's a smart thing to do. So check that out. My talk's going to be there tomorrow in the parade, and all of our hosts will be there with the exception of Lori and Julia, who are celebrating their well-deserved Gracie Award. Um, So you can see them and share your pride. So if you're thinking that you are maybe... You're going to go to Pride on Sunday because the weather's going to be great, hopefully, and it's going to be the parade is all there. Maybe you're looking for something to do today. Maybe you should go to the Cheese Curd Festival in Ellsworth, Wisconsin, which is, is there only such an a thing hour today? drive. It's an hour drive. And this is a massive cheese curd festival. You got 6,000 pounds of cheese curds are hanging out oh, in Ellsworth, yum. Wisconsin. They've got a ton of food trucks. They've got local craft beer, which, of course, Wisconsin local craft beer, which is like new beer. Right, right. Um, new to you. New to you. They've got classic cars. And they, if we say it like that, it'll oh, be newer. They have a cheese curd eating contest. Hello. They have an entire block party dedicated to tasting Wisconsin cheese. Yum. I mean... This has sort of got my whole thing down. Here's the thing that's happening today, too, that is sort of like, I don't know if it's sold out, but this was one of those ones I was like, why don't I do this more often? The Minnesota Salsa Fiesta is happening at the Mill City Museum today. And this is literally a bunch of 20-piece all-star orchestra salsa bands, full horn section, string section, bongos, congas, all the thing. And it's just salsa dancing at the Mill City Museum. Okay, that sounds really fun, too. No, and they have Latino food vendors, so like you can, you know, snack in between your shaking your money makers. Like seriously, if I had any sort of a rhythmic Speaking ability. of our money makers, Stephanie, <laughs> I watched at Stone Arch Bridge Festival this troupe called Uptown Swing. Oh yeah. Do swing dancing. And I'm pretty smitten, and I think you and I should go do swing dancing and take a class. I did take a class in, back in the 90s when it was cool, when we were like, you know, young kids and the first time, like yep. when swingers came out and everything. We can else. do the Lindy Hop. Yeah. There's, I, I'm going to tell you some really very strange uh, data. One of the most searched things on our website we found out the other day is adult dance classes near me. Like, for some reason, that is a massive hit on our website. Because people like it, and but it's fun. that's so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess, okay. So now I'm like, well, we got to get some content around that one. Yeah, we I need know. to do an adult. And the salsa dancing, I mean, please, I fun. Mean, so much fun. All right, everybody. Have a safe one out there. Yes. Love your women. Give them for... some leeway. They need some space to, yeah, this just be, If you're like Kurt, you just keep saying, I'm so sorry. We love I'm you sorry. all. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'll cook you something nice, people. Ciao, ciao. Have a great weekend.